This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, good morning, Canada. Zucchino Weeks in studio for what is a very busy week in golf and condensed schedule this year and all the hype to get to a FedEx Cup finale in August and for this country landing on the same weekend as our CP Women's Open makes it feel like a very big weekend and Bob maybe the last big weekend of the year really in a way in the sense that everything is kind of culminating to this moment in time where we then go ah and you know what (laughs) the weather kind of coincided it's been like in the mornings and the evening, yeah. it's been cool now. Yeah. It sort of feels like we're getting into fall and oh, don't say it, Bob. To I know. Don't say it. I can't. I can't. But it is. It's a busy weekend. It's a great weekend. It's uh, lots of golf action. It, too bad it wasn't raining because you could sit on your couch and just watch. Be yeah. filled with golf. If now want. I've not been efforting this week. When we did, uh, <laughs> when we did um, golf talk Canada on location at Magna this week, that was kind of a little bit. It for me. I've had my feet up a little. God forbid. Nice. God forbid. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to come up uh, to watch some golf this uh, this afternoon at Magna. Looking forward to checking it out to, with my own eyes. Uh, obviously, been following you and Scully and, and, and what you guys been doing on on location and Lin- been watching. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Um. But wanted your uh, impressions on the week so far that that was because there's been a lot of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, there's a lot of fanfare. There's different things going on. Like, obviously, we had the, the story of the 12-year-old. And, obviously, Brooke coming out of the gates hot on Thursday would send a very different message across the grounds that well, of what this week is going to look like. And so there's been a lot for you guys to stay on top of. It's been great. It's been uh, it's been a busy week up there, for sure. There's been a lot of different stories. As you said, most of it's surrounded the two that you mentioned, Michelle Liu and Brooke Henderson. And I was I got to admit, I was a little nervous Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because the crowds weren't all that big. And then Thursday came and uh, there was this massive gallery following Brooke. And as is the case for the last two years at Ottawa and then at Regina last year, you know, this 80% of the fanfare is around where Brooke's playing. But there was also a lot following some of the other players. There was also some of the big names because they've got 96 of the top 100 in the field there. It's not hard to find a world-class player in the field. No, exactly. And then obviously a lot of people checking out Michelle Liu just to see what she was all about and what she was capable of. So it's uh, the crowds have been great uh, so far the last two days for sure. Anyway, big, big, big crowds. Well, we have a sunny weekend here in Ontario. In Aurora, uh, the home of the CP Women's Open is about 20 minutes northwest of Toronto, and it should be around 23, 24 degrees in pure sunshine for the next two days. So maybe some big walk-up crowds, especially considering Brooke is within touching distance of the lead. She's three back with 36 holes to go to defend her title. Maybe some walk-up action, I think, too, maybe this weekend, Bob. Yeah, why not right go out there it's there's lots to do there's lots to see it's it's a it's a great viewing golf course like it's what we call a big ballpark you know there's big yep. wide fairways and big greens but my kind of special right yeah here. That's, exactly. that's the way I like it. <laughs> but you can get around it and pretty easily uh in some good viewing areas yeah. as well and check the check the women out now i actually got to play some golf this week you did not Oof, i i got to play you know where i haven't played in ages uh, maybe 10 years, I played at Copper Creek with, oh, a friend, nice. with uh, Nick and, and Graham and Kev uh, at uh, our friends at Team uh, TaylorMade. Yeah. And they took me out to Copper Creek. It was awesome. I Had a blast. I played there a long time. It was really good. Uh, Kevin has a new nickname, Skipper. 
Skipper. I see he gets it across the water. Skipped it across the pond to 20 feet, buries it for, for a par. It's not like, like at the 16th at Augusta. He wasn't trying to do it. Well, actually, we were. We were, but <laughs> oh, okay. he was the only one that pulled it off. I got gotcha. you. And he was the only one to make the putt. It was very impressive. Nice. So now he is skipper forever. So, uh, That's anyway, awesome. it, was beautiful. it was absolutely fun to watch. It was fun. We had a great time out there, and thanks for those guys taking me here. And I went up to Muskoka Bay. Oh, nice. Yeah, and um, Wow. Just you know, up there. Two weeks from now, up there with the colors. Oh, it'll be spectacular. It's going to be pretty good. Absolutely. So, uh, let's get into some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf for precision in any condition. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. We're going to talk a lot of CP Women's Open coming up next in segment two, but don't forget Tour Championship, FedEx Cup. If you were curious about how this point system was going to work and the reset and whatnot, now we're two rounds into this, and I think pretty much everybody has forgotten who started where, why, and when, and is really just looking at the top four names on this leaderboard. Kepka, Thomas, McElroy, Shoffley. Boy, if this is what we get, then I think everybody's going to be happy with it, Bob. It's, it's good, and as you said, you know, I don't think people are too concerned about where people started now. I mean, you, maybe at the end you might say, well, this guy shot X, and that would have given him Y and all that, but I think it's so much easier to follow, I found mm-hmm. right now. It's just so much uh, simpler. That you've only got one guy who's going to win it all, and, and as you said, you've got four big names. I mean, out of these 30 players, it's hard not to have a good leaderboard. This is true. <laughs> but, this is true. But you've got four of the biggest names in golf right there. And and prepared with 36 left to go. Kepka 67-67. He is your leader. Looking at uh, what happened at the end of the BMW Championship last week, and it's something we have not been able to uh, really sink our teeth into quite yet. And we're going to have lots of time between now and December to talk President's Cup. But it is official now, the top eight. Team USA looks like this. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, Matt Kuchar, Webb Simpson, and Bryson DeChambeau squeezes into that last automatic spot at 8, Bob. That is the U.S. team. International team, Hideki Matsuyama, Louis Ustazen, Abraham Anser, C.T. Pan, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Hoi Tong Lee, and Cameron Smith. Anything jump out at you there in any of those top eight? Well, uh... If you look at the international team, you've got four guys who've never been there before. That's so a, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to make it tough on, on Ernie Els and the, and the boys there. They might, they might opt. That might opt into their picks. Yes, you know, very much picks. so. Guys like Jason Day are going to well, probably locks. I was going to say this. I was going to say a lot of people who have not been following maybe the, Fred, uh, the Fe, uh, President's Cup. Couldn't call it the FedEx Cup. Team. Yeah, yeah. President's Cup teams and looking at the top eight, must a lot of them might be going. What Tiger didn't qualify? He won the Masters. Or where's Phil Mickelson? Or stuff like that. No, no, no. The most shocking name to not appear in these sixteen names, hands down, is Jason Day. For the fact, for really just the main fact too that not only is one of the top international players in the world, but also it, this was not a hard field to beat. Right. So this is Jason Day not cracking the top eight and not cracking the top eight of a team that has four guys that have never been there before and the depth pool that is a uh, talent pool that is very shallow, Bob. It's, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't take much to kind of move up those rankings. And so when a guy like C.T. Penn or Abraham Anser wins a tournament or, you know, goes, plays really well, they jump pretty quickly. So in some ways, you know, although you don't know the names, a lot of them might be hot hand players coming in a little bit warmer, although it's still a few months away. Right. When you look down after Jason Day, the international team is 
still looking for some some depth there. Somebody raised their Jana hand. Watnanad, Sung J.M., Justin Harding, Corey Connors, Shigeru Imahara. So, you know, I think I think uh, Ernie Els is saying, help, please, somebody jump up in the next few months. <laughs> for, uh, Canadian Mid-Am this week went down at Summit, one of my favorite golf courses uh, anywhere on the planet. And uh, Joseph Duraney from Mississippi gets it done, just a one-shot lead over Gareth Rank. He uh, defended his title. Win. He won this last year. And uh, Rank actually had a four-stroke lead on the front side. And he bogeyed, but he bogeyed a few holes, and that gave uh, Duraney a one-shot lead. The two car, the golfers parred uh, the rest of the way all the way in. So Rank had a 15-foot birdie putt on the 18th to force a playoff, but he just missed it. And uh, Duraney gets a spot in the RBC Canadian Open. Very nice. Way. Very nice, which will be at St. George's That's right. in 2020. It'll be, it'll be a walking home game for me. I'll be able to walk there. Yeah, I'm going to take the subway yeah, and then head up. That's how I'm getting there. That's a true home Great. game. Uh, Thorbjorn Yolson pleads not guilty to acting like a buffoon at 40,000 feet or 30,000 feet, whatever they were when the claims came down of his behavior <laughs> on his flight. So he appeared in uh, Magistrate's Court in Uxbridge, just a little bit west of London. He was arrested when that plane landed. Uh, he indicated that he would be pleading not guilty to the offenses, which include being charged with sexual assault and being drunk on an aircraft. He made no statement other than to confirm his name, address, date of birth, and nation, nationality, and uh, indicating that he wouldn't uh, be, uh, be a, or that he would be being not guilty, so he's Wasn't back me. in court. Yeah, back in court on <laughs> September 18th. I don't know. This might be a hard one to get past, judging by what we've heard. Anyway. What? Yes, yes. How's there no footage of this stuff? I guess uh, only in a plane would there be no footage of something. I hope like somebody would have had their camera, camera <laughs> or something. But who knows? Uh, okay, and we're gonna switch gears now. CP Women's Open, and before we go to break, here's a leaderboard for you: Nicole Brosh Larson, 12 under par, 66, 66. That's good for a one-shot lead over Yin Young Ko at 11 under par, and Brooke Henderson, of course, three. Back in a group at nine under, but we've got 36 holes to go. Bob went one on one with Brooke and the phenom Michelle Lee. Liu. Liu, sorry. <laughs> when did you talk to her, Bob? After Thursday right or after, Friday? Right after her second round. Just, Bef- uh, just no, just like yesterday. Yeah, right oh, after, yeah. before we go to break, what, 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 do, what, what was her demeanor like? I, I hear from what I've heard is her perspective on this is like bang on, and she's old soul. Oh, she's you know she wants to play so good. You'll hear in the interview, but she's a lovely, lovely young gal. Um, the funny thing was we were discussing John McCarthy from the Toronto Sun, a very good golf writer. You can read his stuff in there. He said he did a story yesterday on the they have a, a daycare at. For the LPGA Tour moms who are out right, there, right? right. Drop them off. You know what the age limit is to bring your kid in? 12? You <laughs> <laughs> That is so good. All right, we'll hear from Michelle and Brooke next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Uh, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zakino Weeks in studio. Adam Scully will join us for Scully time in hour two as we sink our teeth into CP Women's Open. And Brooke Henderson, three shots off the pace at nine under par. I'm going to sound like a broken record, Bob, but the fact of the matter is it's true. When people ask about 
you know, what impresses you about Brooke Henderson or, you know, why is she one of the world's elite golfers? You know, we can break down how great she hits it off the tee and when her putter gets hot, she can compete anywhere and how when conditions tend to get worse, she tends to get better because her ball striking is so good, especially with her irons. And we've saw that in New Zealand and we've seen it time and time. But for me, it's one thing. It's she can show up to a place where she's the face of the tournament She's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. She's the defending champion on Canadian soil. And she says, no, no, I'll take the rock for the last shot with the buzzard on it. She doesn't run away from the moment. To me, that's the best gift and, and what makes her special. Yeah, and she, I, th- I think she's done a really smart thing this week, which is rather than you know sort of get overburdened by this pressure of having to perform, she said, you know what? I did this already. I did this last year. I know what it takes. I know what it feels like. I've been there before. So why is there's no pressure on me? I know I can do it. I can do it. I've proved I can do it. So that's a great mindset and a great attitude. And she's looked really relaxed out there. Um, you know, I've watched I don't know 100 Brooke Henderson rounds, and this week she just seems to be kind of in a comfort zone where um, she's just kind of out for a walk in the park and like you and me going to play uh, Saturday morning golf or something. She, you know, she played. Great the first round, really solid the second round. Not quite as clean a round, but um, she's just never really kind of gotten herself into too much trouble in any hole that I've witnessed anyway. Keep it simple, and I, I agree with her. Uh, she's done it. She took the monkey off the back. She broke the streak. She's won on Canadian soil. This is house money. This is gravy yeah. now. How many CP Women's Open she wins by the end of her career is, is I don't know, gravy, but they're huge wins and wins. But, I mean... I agree with her, Bob. Pressure's yeah. off. Go yeah. out, do it again, Brooke. Three back. She spoke with Bobby Weeks. Brooke, maybe not uh, quite as simple as yesterday, but a clean card out there and a good low score. How do you feel about that round? Uh, yeah, no bogeys is always great, uh, so that's a good feeling. I feel like I played pretty solid. Um, like you said, maybe not quite as easy as yesterday, not as many birdies um, and not as many good looks, but you know, I still played pretty simple, hit a lot of fairways, a lot of greens, um, and made it pretty easy on myself. And when I needed to make a couple putts to save par, I was able to do that. You had a lot of long looks for par today. Was some of that you were playing away from some of the pins, or was it just not dialed in on the approaches? Uh, yeah, you know, it was really windy out there today, and it seemed to affect me a lot more than yesterday. Um, I guess it was a little bit stronger. Um, so I just kind of had to be careful about that a little bit. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get some of those closer looks for birdie, like you're mentioning, but... I still feel like I hit a lot of greens, and my putting was good enough that I got good pace on the the first putt there. What's the toughest part about this golf course now that you've played through two rounds? Um, you know, if the wind stays up like this, I feel like it's definitely a factor. But you know, I think just you got to make sure you're hitting it in the right places off the tee, you know, the correct side of the fairway, and then the correct sides or correct places on the greens uh, to make it easier on yourself. And I feel I have a good strategy for around here, and I think if we can just judge the wind a little bit better tomorrow, then maybe I could post another low round. What is, what is the game plan for tomorrow? What do you do? Um, you know, I'm happy with where I am uh, to be close to the lead um, and have known that I could have played a little bit better today, but still it was a solid round, and I feel confident going to tomorrow that I could get on a run and make a bunch of birdies, which is always a great feeling, and so I'm excited to heat up. Well, the current forecast for this afternoon is uh, 22 degrees, 21 degrees, and slightly overcast with some sun, and really not a lot of wind in the forecast. The winds are scheduled below 10 kilometers an hour, 5, 6, 7, so wind might not be a factor. It could be an aim-and-shoot day at Magnabot. You know, I will say the the greens have been showing signs of firming up a little bit. I saw a few 
a few balls sort of bouncing rather than checking and stuff. So it might get tougher as they go on. I did hear overhear the uh, superintendent's crew talking about the amount of water they were going to put on the greens. So they obviously aren't going to let them completely dry out. So, as you said, if uh, if the wind's down, you know, look out. Now, interesting. Uh, before we run your interview with uh, uh, Michelle Liu, who, who is the twelve-year-old. Uh, who uh, played and kind of stole the show for the first uh, 36 holes, the fact that she is the, you know, the youngest to ever compete in the CP Women's Open. Uh, I know Lexi Thompson competed on the LPGA Tour as a 12-year-old at, at one point. It was Lucy Lee, I think, had Lucy it. Lucy Lee, 11, 11 is that the youngest? The Women's Open one time. That I might think, be the yeah. youngest. Um, so it kind of stirred up a bit of a debate. I did Overdrive this week, which uh, Jim Taddy and Gord Miller were guest hosting Overdrive before the, uh, the boys come back for the... Uh, the hockey season and basketball season and uh, it brought up the debate and the conversation of what's too young now I have no problem with this because for me she qualified in in an open uh, environment she was low Canadian at the Canadian women's amateur that there's no stipulation she got in I, now, listen, I like age limits, which the LPGA has when you're trying to become a full-time member of the tour. The LPGA has uh, taken care of that in, in, in a way. In fact, they had to, uh, uh, they've had to hand out in the last couple of years some uh, special exemptions to players that have already won and said, okay, you're a member, right? But overall, I like the guideline. Do you think there's any problem with a one-off for a 12-year-old? No, I don't think so, especially in an environment like this where you're playing in your home country's open. You know, I think it's, uh, you know... I will say that when she walked off after her first round and, and came in to talk to the press, um, which was overwhelming for her in its own right, she said that was scarier than hitting her first tee shot. You know, she did have a few tears because she was she felt disappointed. Right. And there was a lot on her. But I think that uh, she handled herself very well. And I don't think as a one-off kind of deal like this, there's a huge issue with it, really. I think it's a it's an amazing performance and achievement. And this is what she wants to do, so why not? I agree. I agree. As a one-off and a taste of what the future could look like and just some experience and have some fun, I think there's nothing wrong with it. All right. Bob had a chance to speak with Michelle Liu. All right, here with Michelle Liu. And, uh, Michelle, your, your two rounds are in the books, and you're not going to play on the weekend. But <laughs> I know that was your goal. But now that you've yeah. finished things off, how does it feel to have played in this championship? Uh, I wouldn't say that was going to be my goal, but um, definitely something I hoped for. But um, it definitely um, it feels good to have it as, like, you know, an experience, something that I can, like, tuck away. Um, I'm definitely really glad that I had the opportunity to play this tournament. Um, there's lots of things I learned. I think um, it's good to be able to, you know, like experience this as like as an amateur when I don't really have to, you know, like one shot isn't like worth any money to me, I guess. Um, so I think it's good. F- I think it's really nice for me to be able to, you know, experience an environment like this where, like, you know, there's so many people. It's such a big tournament. Um, I think it's definitely probably going to help me moving forward. You had a big crowd following you, and then when you came to 18, you walked up to the 18th hole, and they all stood up and started applauding for you. How does that make you feel? Um, it definitely makes, makes me feel um, supported and definitely um, proud and um, thankful that I'm able to play in this tournament, definitely, yeah. A lot of, you, you put a lot of smiles on people's faces this week, though. When I was walking around, I could hear them talking about you and how wonderful it was to watch you. How does that make you feel? <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely makes me feel happy, I'd say. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to have um, so much support, especially, um, especially like, just in, in like an environment like this where, you know, it's, it's definitely um, a little scary. I'd say I'm glad that I'm able to have this sort of support.
Have you heard from your friends back home? What, what have they been saying to you? Um, I'd say they're definitely very surprised. Um, one of my friends, um, Rina, I don't know if she will watch this, but um, she kept on saying, how come every time I open my phone, I see a big picture of you on news? So you're obviously getting a lot of notoriety back there. Is it going to be, what's it going to be like when you go back and start grade eight in a couple of weeks? Um, I'm not sure, but um, I hopefully um, they're, they're going to be pretty happy for me. And um, yeah, yeah. And what about golf? What's next? Um, so, uh, well, this, it's getting to like the end of our season, I'd say, in Vancouver. So um, I'll play some of the local tournaments. And um, I'm playing in AJGA Invitational at Reynolds Lake. And then maybe when it gets to winter break, I'll probably fly to the States or somewhere warmer with some more tournaments to play in. It's going to be pretty hard to match this week, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, good luck. All right, thank you. Uh, Bob, hot off the press right here, uh, just a recent announcement. Michelle Liu is uh, turning pro to, so she doesn't have to do grade 8 math. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know right. what? I would have done the same thing because I probably couldn't do grade 8 math. Either. You know, in a funny way, though, there was, I know we got to get out of here, but there's a, there is a danger in this part, too, if going too far because we've, no, we've all seen what happens to, to, to some young phenoms. Michelle like, Liu. Uh, Ty Tryon. Yep. You know, there's there is some danger there. So I, I think I think her family's in a good spot, and her coach. I got to give a sh- big shout out, Rob Holding, who is a, a yep. teaching pro in Vancouver, teaches a lot of great young players. Uh, he he had a really good perspective. Although he did admit to me, he said about 15 times over the week, his eyes welled up. He was ready to go to tears because of just how wonderful it was for Michelle. So I think he'll keep a good uh, a good handle on her and with the family. Yeah, I agree with you, Bob. Uh, to, to put a bow on it, and I'm not talking about uh, Michelle directly, but just the young phenom. When you look at the phenoms that reach their potential, i.e. a Tiger Woods model. Morgan Pressel. Morgan Pressel. Dominate at the juniors. Dominate at NCAA college. By the time you get ready for that age where you're 19, 20, 21, 22, you're ready to dominate at the professional level. Push them too early and put them in an environment where they're expected to compete well beyond their years, and the goals changed. It was like Michelle Wee, 14, playing with the men, trying to make it to Saturday, missing cuts. Losing breeds losing, winning breeds winning. I think that's the easiest way of laying it out. On the other side, FedEx Cup, 15 million reasons to pay attention for Brooks Kepka over the next 36 holes. He has the lead at Eastlake. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Speaking of Golfway Tours and Tourism Ireland, yours truly. Yes, on the road again. Out of here Monday, <laughs> doing the Northern Loop. Have to get some tips from Scully. He's played these golf courses, what, a month ago? Yeah, he was yeah. playing, and, and he sat and watched the final round of uh, the Open Championship. Right. And you were there as well, so maybe you guys could send me some notes on how to get around Portrush. Because he, he was the smartest guy, though, because it was pouring rain, so he got to sit inside in a bar and get wet on the inside. And I got <laughs> wet on the outside, sitting watching the house. Having the time of his life. There it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Well, somebody who might be having the time of his life uh, and would cap off. Listen, Brooks Kapka is player of the year. So we'll put that away. That's done. We know that. Uh, but he might put a cherry on top this week, Bob, with a $15 million cherry and a tour championship win. He's got a one-shot lead right now over Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy heading into the weekend at Eastlake at the tour championship, 67-67. Maybe as Brooks uh, deemed this event worth his attention? <laughs> yeah, yes, obviously, right? Well, he's getting a lot of attention for, for different reasons as which well, we'll get which into we'll get that. into. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, 267 is pretty solid round of golf. And I think the fact that this is um, this isn't a major, but it's a different big event because it's the, the culmination of the year. It's the 30 best players from the year. So I think there's a, um, uh, I don't want to say, what is it, a pride or a kind of a, a sense that I want to beat these other guys. And that, I think, feeds into Brooks' senses a lot. I think so, too. And I also think when we watched the playoffs, when I, when I saw them at New York, and then we watched them last week at Medina, there was a building process. I don't think, and that's how Kepka plays golf. He peaks for moments when he wants his attention, his work ethic, his plan, etc. Peaks for moments, and I don't think he shot his. You know, he went in with his best stuff or his best aim in New York and Chicago. I think it was. You know what? I'm high up this leaderboard already. I just got to keep keep the process, keep it going. I need to peak at East Lake. Here he is with the lead. Let's hear from Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, obviously, the game's kind of coming into form there. It's been a struggle the last few weeks, but uh, I've found some stuff, and I'm, I'm very pleased with where I'm at. Obviously, you can't fake it on this golf course. You're known as a tremendous ball striker. Is it a golf course that fits your eye? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I like this golf course. I like Bermuda. Uh, I feel very comfortable on it, uh, you know, growing up on it. And these greens, uh, I love these greens. They're so quick. And in, in Bermuda, it's it's what I love. You know, you saw it in Memphis. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, a good weekend. And it should be just fine. You know, he took a lot of shots, Bob, for the way he articulates certain things when he says, well, I try more at majors or I only try at majors. I have a different plan at majors. I, you know, uh, I bring in the full team, a different, you have to be 30 guys. Uh, yeah. All that. But to be bluntly honest, if you, if you remove the way he articulates the message and some of the language he chooses, the greatest players in the history of the game have always worked their schedules and their plan to peak four times a year. Tiger Woods did it. Nicholas did it. They just said things different way and went things went about it a little kinder, I guess, gentler. Yeah. There's no difference really from from what uh, he's doing, from what Tiger's doing, to what Jordan Spieth did a few years back. I mean, I actually like the way Brooks Kepka speaks. I think it's sometimes challenging to the guys covering it and the gals covering covering him because it is a little bit different. It is a little bit in your face. It is a little bit of challenging, stupid questions, which I love. Right. But um, he's being frightfully honest. You know, listen, hey, this is what it is. This is the way I feel. Right. And I don't think you can chastise him for that. I mean, I don't people, some people just don't like it. It might be a hard edge, but um, I like that. I like the way he plays golf. I think he's good for the game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, sometimes we in the media want our cake and eat it too. We want honesty. We want unfiltered. And then we get it. And we all go screaming and crying to the hillside. So Justin Thomas went off the pace and JT coming off a brilliant performance last week in Chicago. And here he is again, knocking at the door right here. One back, 36 to go. Justin Thomas after rounds of 70 and 68. You know, I feel like I'm playing well. I, I definitely uh, probably got the most out of my round uh, yesterday, uh, just in terms of how I drove it. And then today, I really, really played well. Um, I felt like I didn't really get anything out of it. Uh, I kind of had a hard time getting back into it after that, that weather delay. But, um, 
you know, if, if I continue to drive it like I did today, I feel like I can, I can really do some damage this weekend. Justin Thomas uh, missing a couple of makeable ones down the stretch. The putter has always been the one he's been fighting uh, for the majority of the year in and out, but uh, worked last week with an incredible round of 61, and here he is again. Tied alongside Rory McIlroy. Is there anybody in this field that needs this win more than Rory McIlroy with 36 left, Bob? Or is that unfair? I had a a long talk with uh, somebody about Rory McIlroy this year, and when you start to look at his numbers, this is one of the best... Uh, statistical years in his career. Uh, ball striking, uh, scoring average, all that kind of stuff. He's won twice, including you know two big events, players, yep. and obviously for us, RBC, Canadian yep. Open. I think he's had a solid year. I don't think there's anything for Rory to be worried about or backed up about. This would certainly put it over the top. This would be a big, big victory for him. And it would probably outwardly show to a lot of people, yeah, he had a great year, as opposed to inwardly, if you don't look at all the digits and the numbers and the stats. So well, I think you, may, you may be right on we we may both be right in certain right. cases. Well, let's put it this way: if he didn't play the the majors, if you removed the majors from the calendar and took a, a look at the year away from major championship golf, I think you'd be patting Rory on the back for a great year. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, is those four starts in the four biggest golf tournaments for one of the biggest names in the game. I think that is the. You know that's the elephant in the room when we're when we're uh, trying to take a look it's, at what Rory did in 2019. It's, it's just you look at he's got 18. He's played 18 tournaments. He's finished in the top 10 13 times. Right. I mean that is in itself is absolutely remarkable. And he's, what are, and out of the five he didn't, yeah, those so, four majors will be there. So tied for 21st at the Masters, yeah. tied for eighth at the PGA okay. Championship, tied for ninth at the U.S. Open, missed the cut at the Open Championship. Championship. There are so some, those are backdoor. Yeah, they're not That's all the tremendous ones, but the, I love the fact that there are, you know, there are some some big misses when you think about his year, such right. as missing the cut at the Open That's in his huge hometown one. with that yeah. seventy nine in the first yeah. round. You know, he had some opportunities to to do some things, but right last round, final round of the Masters, he shot sixty eight and kind of, you know, backed himself into it. Yeah. Tied for 21st. So you're right. You're and that's a big one for him on the calendar every year. Sure. So. Yep. All right. Before we uh, – let's not beat up on Rory because we do <laughs> love Rory. I actually think he's just one of the – to me, he's one of the my favorite guys out there just as a person to cover. Yep. Uh, I would love to see him start adding some of that major total. So, uh, But what about another FedEx Cup? Why not? He's done that before. Be o- only one back with 36 to go. Let's hear from Rory McIlroy. I think patience has been a, a big key for me this week. Um, you know, I've made, uh, I think I've made nine birdies in two days and I've only made two bogeys. So um, just keeping the mistakes off my card, even though I haven't maybe, you know, I've been in my control, my golf ball for the most part. There's been a couple of loose shots here and there, but I've, I've got lucky and taken advantage of the breaks that I've had. Um, so yeah, I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. If I can get the ball in the fairway just a little bit more, you know, it, it just makes this golf course so much easier. I mean, you could, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen, you know, guys missing fairways and just how difficult it is. You know, then you're thinking, okay, what what side do I miss the green on to give myself the easiest chip? And you know, it's a it's a little bit like chess out here, and um, I feel like I've managed that side of the game pretty well over the first two days. You gotta love to the setup of East Lake this week and just keeping everybody in check, keeping those numbers almost around that ten under number. The leads at thirteen under. The tournament started at ten under, and the leads at thirteen. I like that, keeping it in check, keeping it tight. 
Uh, did you see Rory's birdie on 18 yesterday? And it did not. No. Oh my lord. He blew he blew his tee shot 80 yards right in the trees. Ball sitting up on pine straw. He hit a 50-yard slice with a 3-wood over water. Uh, almost into the front bunker to the right side of the green. Ball was sitting up, chipped it up to two feet, and tapped it in for birdie. Thank Nothing you very but net. much. Yeah, absolutely insane. <laughs> well, Corey Connors, lone Canadian in the top 30, opened with a 68, followed up with a 71. He's in a tie for 15th. We're going to hear from Corey next. If Corey were to finish 15th this weekend, a little bonus money for How Corey much? Connors. How much do you win? 595000 for finishing 15th. Thanks in the FedEx Cup. That's a yes, nice little four. <laughs> nice little four days for Corey. We'll hear from him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. What a great year for Corey Connors, Bob, and and making it to the Tour Championship, being a part of this top thirty. What it does for him moving forward for next year, just it, it's a it's kind of a life changing year, career changing for sure. And pro, and as a result, with all the money he's going to win, it's probably life changing. So don't forget, this is a guy who started in the one twenty six to one fifty category, had limited availability, was Monday qualifying at the start of the year, Monday qualified. Uh, won in a playoff on the Monday qualifier to get into the Texas Open, Valero Texas Open, wins that, shoots up the um, the, the FedEx Cup list, a couple of other, he had a runner-up finish earlier on, and then gets himself down now to the top 30, and is also probably, you know, in the running for a spot on the international team on the President's Cup. I mean, man, talk about a, talk about a difference between uh, last year and this year. Yeah, unbelievable performance uh, this year. Corey Connors in a tie for 15th right now, 68 to open up his FedEx Cup finale, 73 to follow it up, 200 par. Heading to the weekend, he had an opportunity to chat with Bob. And here is Corey Connors uh, now heading his way to Atlanta for the Tour Championship, and Corey, if I had asked you at the start of this year if uh, you thought that was possible, I know you would always think it was possible, but now that it's a reality, how does it feel? Yeah, it feels pretty awesome. Um, obviously, it was a, a goal and uh, kind of a long shot goal, but I've had a, a great season, and it feels uh, amazing to have made it to, to the Tour Championship and really re- rewarding with uh, all my hard work. Have you have you stopped to think about everything that comes with this and getting into this uh, this select field, all this stuff that's going to happen to you next year, next season? Um, I haven't really, I don't know, sat back and and looked at it, but um, I know kind of what the the perks are, and it's really exciting. I think uh, I was thinking a lot yesterday, flying, trying to finish off a decent tournament to. Uh, yeah, my place at the Tour Championship. Um, was thinking a lot about the the things that come with it. Um, tried to stay focused on the golf game, but it was uh, difficult to not let the wine wander or the mind wander a little bit. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm just thinking about it now. Um, get to play in a lot of the biggest events in the world and get to the best players in the world. So quite exciting. 
you told me at the PGA Championship this year that that was kind of where you wanted to be, and that's where you felt your game was, that you were going to play with top players, be in the A groups and, and, and all that. Um, how does it feel now to, to step up there? Do you feel comfortable out on the course with, with the best players in the world? Yeah, I really do. I, I think uh, there's a lot I still admire about some of the top players and how impressive their games are, but I feel like my game is very close and I've had a lot of consistent results where I've been competitive with a lot of the top players in the world. And, um, I know there's areas in my game that I can improve, so I'm looking forward to continuing to work hard and trying to yeah, get up to the, the next tier and uh, yeah, be very competitive with all the top players. Uh, okay, so first up, the first perk you get, of course, is to play in the in the Tour Championship itself with a uh, bountiful amount of riches that come with it. But what do you think about the uh, the scoring system, the way that's going to be set up? Because it is a little unusual. Yeah, I think it is a little bit unusual. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind it uh, getting uh, getting in there now. I feel like kind of got nothing to lose. In the past, it's for someone who's my, in my position, it's been nearly impossible for them to win the FedEx Cup. Not saying that it's any easier starting nine <laughs> shots back, which I will be, but um, it gives you a glimmer of hope, I guess, uh, knowing that if you play amazing golf, you can ultimately get it done. Uh, I feel like it'll be a challenge for some of the guys to play with the lead the whole tournament. It's something that nobody's ever faced before. So, yeah, definitely going to go in there and try and be aggressive for those first few days and see if I can uh, move myself up the leaderboard. Uh, and now let's be honest. Do you, do you, do you think about the, the payday at the end of all this? Because I'm sure a lot of the players are looking at the, at the riches in there. I don't want to get, make it too crass, but it certainly is. It's a lucrative week, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. I think, uh, I think my mind will be focused on golf for the most part throughout <laughs> the week. Uh, maybe if I'm uh, near the lead with nine holes to go on Sunday, I'll, I'll uh, be thinking about it a little bit, but um, I haven't really thought about it yet. And, I'm just looking forward to another fun week of golf and um, try and uh, see what I can do. All right. And uh, and also, of course, now you've moved up considerably in the President's Cup standings. I know that's been also been on your list of uh, things you'd like to accomplish this year. Uh, obviously, this would be a big week to, to make a leapfrog on that as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. They uh, they selected the team or the top eight automatic qualifiers were selected yesterday after mm-hmm. the, the BMW championship. But, uh, yeah, try and keep moving up in the rankings and uh, make things difficult for Captain Els to, uh, to not pick me. So that's the goal. Try and keep, uh, keep playing well and, and uh, yeah, working hard, but see what happens. Well, congratulations, not only on uh, making it to the tour championship, but on a, an amazing season. You've had a wonderful year out there. It's uh it's great to see for a guy with all the hard work that you put in that I've, I've seen you put in a lot of that hard work, but I'm sure there's been tons of hard work along the way and over the years too, to see it come to, uh, to fruition with, uh, with a nice championship. Yeah, thanks very much. It's been okay. uh, pretty sweet ride. Well, Corey Connors, I remember uh, all of us seeing him on uh, Canada night at the Masters right after he won in uh, Texas. And uh, it was just, it, there was that, that shock still on the face kind of thing. But he settled in nicely. He's got things in perspective. And I like what he said about his starting position, Bob, in the FedEx Cup. Everybody's like, yeah, well, he's spotting the nine shots to the lead to start the event. Well, hold on a sec. Let's not forget that in the old system, it was almost impossible. He's right. Under the old point system, it was almost impossible for someone coming in in his position uh, to, to win the FedEx Cup in the finale. So at least now it's basic math in front of them. I'm spotting nine. I got to be nine better than the lead dog over four days. The math's way more basic. Listen, if you have an afternoon tea time on Thursday... 
the opening day, you could be nine behind when you start any tournament. Right? Good point. In a lot of ways. Yeah, right? good point. Uh, tour championship, by the way. Sorry. T- no, sorry. Left tour- you hanging there. No, no, tour championship. <laughs> that was me looking here because I just got a note from our uh, master producer, Adam Scully, here, sending me notes. He was, uh, wanted me to tell our audience, and rightfully so. Tour championship, TSN 1 and 3 today at 2.30 Eastern, and CP Women's Open also at 2.30 on 4 and 5. Now, I'm not a mathematician, Bob, but if TSN 1 and 3 is showing the Tour Championship, and TSN 4 and 5 is showing the CP Women's Open all at 2.30, that leads me to believe there's only one TSN feed not showing <laughs> golf. Now, maybe they're showing Golf Talk Canada. Yeah. And we got be. it all covered, so that who knows? That could be. That could be. You never know. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days where you want to make sure you got uh, batteries in the converter because you've been going back and forth. That's it. I'm going to be heading up. I'm, I'm coming up to Magna to see it with my own eyes today. So looking forward to that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just come out and see if I can find where you and Adam are are grinding it out out there today. And uh, I know Mr. Rydell's no longer with you for the weekend, right? He's back on the CFL beat. But I'll yeah. tell you, it's been really fun working with Lindsay Hamilton. Yeah. She's a golfer. She told me she's sort of, she started when she was younger, but she's yeah. kind of picked it up. And she said her objective this year was when someone asked her to play golf or someone asked her to go to a golf event or something, she was not, she was going to say yes to everything. Nice. So, uh, so she's been out in the, you know, we have a, the crew out here. I, you know how they, in the Democratic Party has the squad? Yes. So I think we have the squad here. There's like, there's so many of the women who are playing golf. Oh, you know, I like know. I, on Kara Instagram, and, they're all playing. Yeah. yeah. Tasha. And Ta- yep. Tessa. And Lindsay. They're all out there. Yeah. Now as well. Laura, yep. So they're all in there. Well, good. Good for them. Get out there and play, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. I'm going to do it next week, so looking forward to that. How many rounds are you going to play? Not that many. It's a big trip, but we're only playing six scheduled rounds. And there might be the odd one we squeeze in. You know, like we're get the, we're not scheduled to play the, the day we get there. Right. But depending on what time we get in and get settled, you know, the days are long over there still, right? Daylight hour. Pretty far north. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's that second, the second course at Royal County Down. Maybe get out there and smack it around and see how it goes. Just very envious. I'm looking forward to it big time. You know who else we should all be envious of? Sean McAvoy. He was our grand prize winner for 20 Weeks TaylorMade. He's getting fit at at, uh, the uh, performance lab today. I got to tell you something. So we were out following Mm -hmm. uh, Michelle Liu Mm -hmm. on Thursday. And we're walking around and this marshal comes up to me. And he stops me. And I I thought, oh my gosh, what have I done? Have I stepped in the wrong place or something? And uh, he says, you know what? I want a putter from you. He was <laughs> one of our one of our contest winners, one of the twenty no weeks and he won a putter. And he said it's working great. That's great. Yeah, he said he taped the TV show. He was away, right. and he came home, and he was sort of fast forwarding through it. He says, "How come my name's up on the board?" There? What's going on? <laughs> so I, I should have got his name. I forgot to get his name. I'm so sorry. So if you're listening, uh, congratulations. That is great. That is awesome. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up hour one. Hour two. Winners weird and what? No shortage of material in 3-Dub this week. Michael Glickick, who is playing Corn Ferry this week, but is already heading to the PGA Tour. Bob had a chance to speak with him. We're going to have some Scully time. What's on Scully's mind? I'm sure a lot of CP Women's Open as he's been up there all week. And uh, what how he sees the week so far. I'm sure he's going to see it very differently than you and I, Bob. It's a higher perspective. It's a higher, From a much pers- higher perspective. Yes, yes. Right. very. Yes, he looks down on everything. Pretty yes. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so uh, we just want to thank uh, TaylorMade uh, for the twenty weeks of TaylorMade, and also everyone who follows us at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter and Instagram, uh, our social media that participated. And uh, if you uh, if you follow us and you didn't win, you're already in for next year. 
and we will uh, make announcements over the winter and the spring on what's coming in 2020. So can't wa- wait. Can't wait. On the other side, 60 more minutes of GTC. If you're in a market that only gets us for the first 60, flip over to our TSN mobile app, iHeartRadio app, online, tsn.ca. we got 60 more minutes of GTC coming up for you. Thank you so much for listening. First good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Love it. Thanks. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, the backside coming home, hour two. And we've got lots to get to. Still, Michael Glickick, who is playing Corn Ferry Tour this week, but already heading to the PGA Tour for 2019-20 next season. We'll hear from him. We're going to have some scully time. Lots to get to, but let's do some winners weird and what. And Bob, this week, T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, I I had a a different winner, uh, but this quote that I stumbled across on social media is so good. It has to be my winner this week. I was going to give a nod, and I should give a nod to Lucas Glover, who's making his return to the Tour Championship after a 10-year absence in 2009. And we all know the story of Lucas Glover and some of the things he's gone through in the last decade to make his way now back to the Tour Championship. So congrats to him. But this quote is brilliant. It surfaced online in in the last couple of days. And this is J.B. Holmes talking about uh, some of the slow play controversy. Uh, throughout the year, especially playing alongside Brooks Kepka at the Open Championship earlier this year. This is the quote. Kepka was playing like he had an ice cream in the car. I barely had time to plumb bob my long irons. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I good. absolutely love that. Playing like he had ice cream in the car. I I like it. It, and I barely had time to plumb bob my long irons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. He's, JB, this is uh, the never-ending battle, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And this is going to be a story now that continues the PGA Tour revisiting, uh, especially after what the European Tour did last week with their four new rules on slow play. They tighten and things up a little bit. It's going to get they're, interesting. And they're going to name names, which I love. Oh, well, so, and this is going to, I think this is going to force the PGA Tour's hand yeah, next I, year to I maybe uh, readjust, reassess. Did we see Brooks Kepka this week, Bob? Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Brooks Kepka officially... Suggesting he's in the bodies issue of ESPN. It was official announcement, and Golf Digest and a few other outlets uh, posted a photograph, which will be uh, the photo of Kepka in in a I don't know what we call the position. It was like a Saturday Night Fever position of yeah, him. That's a good description. But naked, and then of course the players this week had some fun with it, leaving picture on his locker at East Lake. Dustin Johnson uh, on his parking spot out of the yard. Did you see uh, Golf Talk Canada social media this week? 
There was a very, uh, I know, I was glad to see that you were in the same issue. I was going to say, uh, Golf Talk Canada also sent out that I will officially be. So if you haven't seen it, you got to go to at Golf Talk Canada <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram. We superimposed. Just warning people. Yes, we superimposed <laughs> my head on Brooks Kepka's body. No guy. I, <laughs> exactly. I said it was a very difficult, very difficult uh, decision for Mrs. Golf Talk Canada and I, but we really want to give back to the game. So I am also in the body's issue, and I'm calling That's that. not good, eh? <laughs> I am calling that pose, by the way. It's a bit of Statue of David and a little Saturday Night Fever, so I'm calling it the Statue of Travolta. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. The <laughs> Statue of Travolta. And by what this week? Okay, listen. I've always been kind of yo-yo diet guy. I go up and down with my weight. It, it's hard living on the road to keep it under check, so I get you know, five pounds here, ten pounds there. I get that. Phil Mickelson. Have you guys seen Phil Mickelson this week? Okay, he started this diet program the week of the Open Championship, which is roughly six weeks ago. Not even five weeks ago. I mean, Phil Mickelson looks like he's watched lost fifty pounds and has abs. What has happened? What do you? How, what do you have to do to your body to lose that much weight in five weeks? He went on the. Uh, he used to look like a bag of milk. That's what I always described him as. Yes. And then he's gone on this, like, all he's been drinking is some special coffee or something? He has a coffee diet. It's crazy. It's insane. Can this be healthy, Bob? A coffee uh, diet? It seems like a lot of weight to lose in a short period yes. of time. But I loved his tweet when he said, uh, you know, he looked and he, his sister actually posted a picture of him at the beach. And he had, he had some, uh, like, some, some obliques. And yeah. the doctor told him, he says, don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Those are natural. <laughs> yeah, those, those <laughs> obliques. All right, Bob. The tea is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, my winner this week is Matt Kuchar, and it's not for his dancing abilities, which you may have seen on social media. I thought he actually had a pretty good, pretty good beat. Well, good for you and I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> forget, we're old guys, so. That's right. But anyway, he, uh, he is not a big guy on social media. Otherwise, of course, he would have seen all the heat he was getting earlier in the year for his various <laughs> infringements. Mm. But he was asked about Brooks Kepka's uh, appearance. In the, the body issue. I love ESPN. this. This is fantastic. So let me read you the transcript. Yeah. Question. Have you seen Brooks' photos in the body issue? Matt Kuchar. No. Question. If you want to see nude Brooks Kepka photos, they're out there. Kuchar. Oh, thank you. Like, he and Tiger share similarities there? <laughs> Question. No, they're artfully done. Kuchar. Oh, oh, not that kind of... No, 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 no. Exactly. I'm referring to ESPN the magazine. Kuchar. I thought you were really telling me... I wanted to see that. All right, maybe next time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that he and Tiger, the Tiger connection. Wonderful. Exactly. Wonderful. And my weird this week it comes from the uh, Chronicle Herald, which is the major newspaper out in Halifax, where a letter writer submitted a story. Uh, there was a a post from a postdoctoral researcher at Stanford University in California about hearing about the potential of too many golf balls going into the ocean. Really. The, a teenager said he was diving, scuba diving, and he f- noticed that there were a lot of golf balls in the water next to this golf course. He didn't specify which golf course it was. But he went on to collect upwards of 50,000 wow. golf balls that were in the shoreline of three popular golf courses within a relatively short period of time. 
Now, many golf courses in the Maritimes, of course, are next to the ocean, and uh, people use the use, tends to use the ocean as a driving range. So this letter writer says we need to take measures to help reduce the number of golf balls that end up polluting our ocean. And he went on to talk about how there is a legitimate worry about the makeup of golf balls can actually affect the... Uh, the pollution levels of the ocean. So don't hit your golf balls into the ocean, Mark. Well, I will say Ireland. this. I, I try not to. Not on purpose, uh, Yeah, anyway. I, I try not to hit my ball into the ocean. Uh, but I will say this. Don't write a letter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shut your pie hole. Collect them. It's called a business. You just found yourself a brand new business. That's right. 50,000 golf balls. Get out there and sell those <laughs> That's puppies. That's right. That's right. And you're doing uh, environmental good yes, at the same it's, time. It's win-win-win. You save the environment and you load your wallet with cash. <laughs> Exactly. All right, Paul Casey. Here's my what. Paul Casey mm-hmm. is uh, is in fifth pl- place at the uh, Tour Championship. He's yes. at nine under. He's four back. However, he probably could be a little closer mm-hmm. if not for a bit of a mistake. I don't know if you did. You see I caught this. this. Yeah. Yes. Par five, eighteenth hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits his second shot. It nukes it one hop over the green at the at the uh, the eighteenth. And he turned to his caddy, John McLaren, and said, what happened there? He said, how can I be that far over? And they looked, and they tried to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bit of a, a, a realization when uh, Paul Casey said that uh, his caddy had given him the four iron, which was the club that they wanted to use. But when he looked down, he realized that he had pulled the three iron from the bag. Actually, Casey pulled it out, not the caddy. I wouldn't want to blame ah. the caddy. So they agreed on the four iron. But Casey mistakenly hit the three iron. Now, I've done that with the six and the nine. Six and nine, Which is kind of hard to do when you look at the loft and you're down at the loft. But that's a weird one. That he put... Yeah, mispulled mis- a club. He said, "I mean, it could have been any, couldn't have been any better looking." He said of the shot from two thirty four. I did give, I didn't give my caddy a glare or anything, but I'm thinking to myself, has he just given me a mystery? And then I looked down and realized, oops, I hit the three iron, not the four. He feels like a moron. Yeah, I saw that transpire. I was watching. I caught the last uh, ninety minutes of the broadcast yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I w- it was a weird one. Playing well though, Casey nine under. He's only four back, Bob, uh, with uh, thirty six holes to go. So that's th- nothing, right? This this was the final best line. Someone said, you know, was it? Was it a gaff? He says, well, one's got a little four on it, and one's got a little three on it, so I should have made the, the difference. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> he said it's the second time he's done it this year, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Second time this year? <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't know his numbers or what. Jeez, he's got to, maybe he's got to pay a little bit more attention. Yeah. There, you know? I just, he's, what is he, just yanking metal out of his bag yeah. and swinging away? <laughs> like right. Unreal. That is such a great finishing hole, too. It is. I, I, it's it's one of my favorite finishing holes on tour. And it's funny. Because, it's, you know, some holes that used to be great finishing holes over time, uh, technology has kind of made them... Like, I think about the Glen, 18th of Glen Abbey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 18 of Glen Abbey is a perfect example. Guys flipping wedges on occasion in there now. But Eastlake, what's made Eastlake interesting still is that now the guys are hitting it so far that the... The pond that was originally installed in the almost in the middle of the hole. It's not middle. It's kind of leaning towards the green, but halfway past the middle point. From a design feature, when they originally built Eastlake, it was a hazard that guys would have to take into account when they were laying up from bad lies in a rough and whatnot. And they still do have to take account. In fact, Justin Thomas only cleared it by a yard yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Right, because his lie was so bad. But now, because of technology, it's brought the hazard in off the tee. Some guys, they were yesterday. Rory McIlroy flinched at the bottom and hit that, you know, that little guarded shot to the right that went 80 yards right. And he ended up making four on that. I was telling you about. The reason was is in the back of his head. If I get my 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 college best here, 
I can find that pond off the tee. Yeah. So it's kind of like made the whole give it another uh, another dynamic, another uh, another interesting twist. And I, I just absolutely love the finishing hole at East Lake. So there you go. I hope you enjoy it too. <laughs> Your soliloquy there for the day. Uh, <laughs> it is a good hole. It is a good Very hole. Very good hole. All right. On the other side, uh, Michael Glickick, uh, who is where is he this week? Let's take a quick look here. Why we have our that's not the Boeing Classic. Where's the Corn Ferry this week, Bob? Corn Ferry is uh, in Boise, by the way. In Boise, uh, a nice, nice little uh, treat. Uh, Graham Dillette had the Canadian boys over for barbecue. Did he? Because he lives in Boise. Oh, lovely. So they T twenty three. Yeah, Michael Glickick uh, playing well. T twenty three, six under par after rounds of sixty eight, sixty eight. And uh, he's playing the weekend at the Albertsons Boise Open, presented by Kraft Nabisco. And uh, he's on his way to the PGA Tour. We'll hear from him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Going to switch a little gears here. Michael Glickick, Bob, on his way to the PGA Tour next year uh, via Corn Ferry Tour regular season, already in the top 25. So really right now, playing for positioning more than anything else. Yeah, and it's important because you've got to get into a number of events. You'll get into a lot of the stuff in the fall, which is actually starting in September this year. Um, but this is a great story of, a, of an amazing young guy who's not so young anymore, worked hard, spent a lot of time on the mini tours, as you'll hear in this interview, and also had a little uh, reach out to, uh, to you and I on social media. Did you see that? Yes, I did, because I screwed up the story, because my memory's not what it used to be. But I, I, last week on TV we were chatting, and I recall an event I played in. It was a pro-am that I participated in at Brampton Golf Club like 10 years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. And I said that Michael Glickick beat Billy Walsh in a playoff. They all beat me by 1,000 that day. <laughs> I was like 73, and I think 65 got in the playoff. Wow. So I was a little off there by eight shots. Um, and... He reached out, though. He said, thanks yeah. for the kind words, fellas. Pretty sure Willie Walsh kicked That's my, it. my ass in that playoff. That's though. what happened. I, got, I had it the wrong way. I had it the wrong way. So my apologies. Both great guys, both play, great players, and Billy got the best of Michael that day. And if you want a little juxtaposition, yeah. Michael Gulligan playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. Guess where Billy Walsh was this week? Where? Caddying up at the uh, CP Women's there Open. There you go. For a friend of his. There you go. <laughs> Still a good golfer. Still a great golfer. All right. Let's hear Bob Weeks, Michael Gulligan. And joining us on the line now is Michael Gligic. And, uh, Michael, um, you've got to be in a very wonderful, satisfying place right now as you get ready to kind of wind your way through the Corn Ferry uh, uh, finals. And uh, you've got your PGA Tour card in hand. How does it feel to know where you're going to be playing next year? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's still a little hard to believe. Uh, you know, you've worked so hard for, I guess this is my 11th year now as a pro, and, you know, playing a lot of mini-tour 
golf uh, during that time, you know, not really knowing if the dream will ever come true, but, uh, you know, keeping your head down and working hard and, you know, it's finally coming true. Over the course of the 11 years, was there ever any time when you kind of thought about, okay, maybe I should start thinking about plan B? <laughs> um, I'd be lying if I didn't say it didn't happen multiple times every year. Um, <laughs> probably, you know, maybe the first couple of years, uh, you know, when I was young and pretty, um, you know, new to it, I, maybe not as much, but, you know, as you get a little older, um, you know, I didn't go to college, so um, I almost feel like a 29-year-old veteran out here a little bit, just, um, you know, with the sense that I've played for 11 years now. Um, you know, I have a lot of experience, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of ask yourself, playing on the McKenzie Tour, like, you know, how many years am I going to keep going? And, uh, you know, every every time I didn't get through Q school, I kept asking myself that pretty much, and, um you know, it was very nice to finally get through Q school this last year and, you know, to get a win and have a pretty good year on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour was, uh, you know, unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, pretty happy that I stuck with it. <laughs> we'll get to that win in just a minute. But when, when you're going through that process, what kind of things do you have to do to survive? Like, where did you work in the off season, or did you just keep playing or did you get sponsors? I mean, how do you go from from week to week and month to month and year to year? You know what? It's uh, it's it's very tough if you don't uh, if you don't come from you know a family with some money or you know have some sponsors. Uh, it does get very very difficult. And you know I was fortunate to have um, you know some pretty good backers and um, helped me along the way. And uh, you know it was still very tough even with uh, some financial help. Uh, you know many tour golf and um, you know the McKenzie Tour and whatnot can get real expensive uh, in a hurry and you're not really making a whole lot. So um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, back to your last question, you kind of ask yourself, how long do I want to keep doing this, Stan, and, you know, spending spending times at night, you know, looking for the best deal on hotels and staying in, you know, the days ins and the, you know, the lower end motels uh, just to save a few bucks. So, you know, it was a long, tough road like that, but, um, you know, I'm very, very thankful that I kind of through it all and I've had the uh the help that I've had from uh some sponsors when you got your PGA Tour card when they handed it to you at the end of the regular season on on the Corn Ferry Tour did it that kind of stuff come through did that kind of stuff come gushing out I guess is man this has been a long road and here I am finally I've made it yeah absolutely uh a lot of goosebumps that's for sure uh, a couple of the interviews after you know being asked what it means to be on the PGA tour as almost wanted to cry kind of thing. Uh, you know, it means a lot. And, you know, just think back to, you know, my parents dropping me off in the mornings at Hidden Lake in Burlington, Ontario, and picking me up and I'm, you know, chipping and putting with glowing the dark balls at <laughs> nine o'clock at night kind of thing. I remember those days like it was yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to, uh, you know, finally get that PGA tour card that, uh, you know, always dreamt of. So, uh, so what what are your expectations now for the PGA Tour? I mean, I'm sure you know what it's about. It's not that different. There's lots of guys who are playing on the Corn Ferry Tour who've been up there, and you know what what kind of things do you tell yourself as you get set to start that season? You know, I haven't really had that much time to like set goals or think that far ahead. Um, you know, I have a couple aspects of my game I know I want to continue to work on. 
in which I think I need to improve on just a little bit to, uh, you know, make sure that I can put myself in the best position possible to succeed out there. And um, I'm just going to keep working hard. And, um, you know, I've been picking the brains of, uh, you know, like David Hearn and actually going to uh, Graham Dillette's house tomorrow for barbecue. So I'm sure I'll have some questions for him. But, yeah, just really trying to, uh, you know, ask some of the, guys that have played out there before what their experiences are like and pick their brains a little bit and um, just take any piece of knowledge I can to, uh, you know, help myself out next year. Cause you know, it'll be a little foreign to me, but um, you know, so was this year on the corn Ferry tour and you know, I managed to do half decent. So um, just kind of stick to the same point and keep working hard and got a great caddy that, uh, you know, works hard as well. And uh, we're just excited to get out there. You got a couple of weeks left, obviously, uh, still to, to play, and, and these are important weeks because you can kind of get yourself into the you odd know, one or two more events, I guess, if you, if you do well, or all of them, I guess, if you do really well. What, what is it? That, what's your focus on for these the uh, the Boise Open and then the, the Tour Championship? Yeah, um, you know, it's just for seeding now. We know where we're going to be playing next year, but obviously, if we can jump up a few spots, uh, you know, it could be beneficial in the sense that we might get a couple more starts here or there, but. Um, yeah, just, you know, going to keep going through the same process and, um, just, you know, two more playoff events and then, uh, you know, got a couple of days off before the PGA Tour starts. So, um, nothing really changes, just going to go and, uh, do our best and see what happens. Well, it's a great story. It's a wonderful story of perseverance. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of people who, who are rooting for you along the way, whether it was five years ago, 11 years ago, or, or the start of this season. But uh, congratulations on making it to the PGA Tour. It's, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful achievement, and we wish you all the best. Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate it. And Michael Gluck, uh, congratulations off to the PG Tour. And again, working on position because you're going to get starts. The better your position, the easier it is to get starts. And when you get starts, if you play well, you get reshuffled again, and it gets easier to get access as well. Worst problem or one of the biggest problems they have with the current system of Corn Ferry to the PGA Tour, and it's always been an issue, is graduating players to the Tour, and they can't get starts. Right. You can't get starts, you can't keep your card, and the cycle starts again. That's why those guys are grinding it a lot in the fall uh, because they can get into those events mm-hmm. for the most part. But you're right, they've, they've tried to make improvements in that to, to make it a little easier to get in. But, you know, you just got to be ready to play when the, when the bell goes off and you're, you've got an opening. Right. And other than this week at the Corn Ferry, we got one week, the Tour Finals next week on the Corn Ferry Tour, and that's it. Currently, as we speak, Michael Glickick, he's in. Adam Svensson, projected back to the PGA Tour. David Hearn made the cut this week, currently projected one spot out of a PGA Tour card for next year. So Hearnsey needs to move up one spot between now and next week's final in order to get back to the PGA Tour. So on the other side, Adam Scully, a little Scully time. We'll also do uh, leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. There is a lot of golf going on uh, across all tours, so we'll get you caught up on that, including uh, further down the board here at the Tour Championship as well at Eastlake for golf's final finale, $15 million. I Just like a taste of that, Bob. I'm going to give you a 
blow by blow two of the biggest event on my golf calendar last week. Oh, you know what? Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I totally forgot and and then someone reminded me, uh who was I with? Nick. Nick Orbridge. We were playing <laughs> golf together and we were talking about it. I totally forgot. I, I wanted to ask how it went. If you're still in the will, how did it go? We gotta get that update next. So Bob's gonna let us know if him and his father are still speaking after the parent child at Weston and we'll get an update here on Adam Scully. All all the thoughts from the mind of Scully. Uh we got two minutes we should get through that. Just kidding, Skulls. Just kidding. kidding. All right. Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. What? He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? Spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. Scullis? This is firing me up. Why are you that busy? You should be fired up. We've been, been efforting around the golf course. You and Bob and Lindsay and, and Jamie. Magic Mark, Effort. cameraman. Yeah, Magic efforting. Mark. I like yes. that. Efforting. efforting. A lot of uh, golf carting around. A yep. lot of polite excuse me, and we sort of drive around people and get shots that we need, and uh, it's been fun. Awesome. Good stuff. First and time at Magna, too, actually. I'd never oh, been there. Never been there right. It's a lovely yeah. club. Yeah. Um, Clubhouse is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's it, maybe the best. That one in Eagle's have. Nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eagle's yep. Nest is a strong it's one. tremendous yeah. as well. Um, of course. Coming off a new personal bench pressing <laughs> be- best. we got to get to this right. So, wow. Uh, c- can you walk us through this? The full, yeah. So, uh, you know, I got the 305. 305 on the bench. Rep. Lies. Oh, he lies. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So I'll give credit to Renee at Baby Golf and Country Club who was she pushed uh, you? spotting me. Yeah. And she said, oh, we should have got a video of this. And she right. said, next time when you get to 315. I said, wow. Oh, okay. So we're benching 305. Yeah. And are we squatting what? Uh, I've, are we got, doing legs? I've gone up to 385. 385 yeah. on the legs. Murphy. Jesus. I mean, I, I'm trying to. I got to do all this yoga so I don't, you know, my body doesn't break when I play golf. What do you have time to play I golf was just and work? Say. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I, you know, I've only played golf since coming back from Ireland. I think seven times. So it's been <laughs> yeah, only, <laughs> only seven times, maybe. I, I may have played seven yeah. times in the last two yeah. months. I like to play golf a lot. What can I say? <laughs> I play golf. Uh, I, that's probably yeah. I haven't played that much. When I have played, I but I've you played, are, but you are playing I, some golf. I'm playing shortly. well. I've yeah, only played seven times in the last week. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought he was going to say. Maybe it's not seven. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. All right, you're, what do you think? Uh, you were up there a week. You've been there at uh, yeah. Magna. It's a great golf club, lovely golf club, although there is some big targets off the tee, so we yep. kind of thought scores were going to be low. 
they are low. I anticipate they continue to go low. It really depends on the conditions. You know, the, the first day I was there anyway was Wednesday, and it was a hot day. It was calm. There weren't really uh, the winds were down. And then Thursday, the winds sort of picked up. And then yesterday, Friday afternoon for the second round, the winds really picked mm-hmm. up. It was a club and a half, two club win probably. And and that's where Brooke, her, her ball striking is always so good. And, and that's what Cameraman Mark and I were laughing about is that trying to follow her shots in the air. Her ball flight is just so high all the time. It's hard to pick up the ball. Um, and she was and and she was I guess as she was saying after the round struggling getting close to the hole because of the wind. So if the winds, you know, stay where they are and, and I I believe they're projected to be in that you know one to two club range, it's it's going to be challenging for these girls for sure. Well, right now actually today they've 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 moved the forecast and they're suggesting it's going to be under ten k. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. it should be changing. It, go. it could be good for her, but I find the whole thing surprising, Bob, because normally when the winds are up, yeah. We've seen what she's done with the Windsor. Yeah. That's why I pick her to win the uh, Ladies' Open every, every year. year. They might not be strong enough. They maybe have to blow the yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, four-club yeah. wind. Yeah. Need a nice Irish wind. Oh, that is that is fantastic. Any other surprises you guys have seen this week? Because uh, for me, I thought we might get more Canadian flags to the weekend is a surprise yeah, for me. It's, it's unfortunate. But, um, you know, on the positive side of things, Michelle Liu, that story is uh, unbelievable. Watching her play 12 years old, you know, hits it. 200 maybe 210 but uh bob and i were, were watching together and her practice swing it, it it's full throttle it's yes. right beside the ball it, yes. it is full throttle it's very jeff overton or, or Stephen ames or Stephen yeah. ames exactly or jay petroff dr jay petroff okay <laughs> just to let you know <laughs> but no pa- practice swing is eight miles an hour faster than the real thing oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the war- warming up the recoil right um but no it's it, it was fun to watch her those two days and she has such a bright future it's amazing to see a 12 year old uh, you know, advance and qualify for the Open, and you know, shooting eighty-one, eighty-two at sixty-seven hundred yards—that's yeah. so pretty good. It's funny how you know put things into perspective because she's going to Niagara Falls today to spend a little time with the family. Yeah, probably go to Lundy's Lane or whatever, and you know, ride the get some fudge, the Tilt a Whirl or something. Yeah, get some fudge. <laughs> and then she's going back to grade eight, and they're going on a camping trip, and it's well. It's, and and speaking of her, and I'll give credit to our our great writer Ryan Bolta for this, who came up with the line that you know, at twelve years old, she'd be young enough to enter the gates and. Watch for free. Yeah. yeah. And she's playing. And she's playing. That's oh. right. Uh, uh, what I find so funny, I, I saw her hit one shot with my own eyes on Tuesday. Yeah. She was teeing off. What's the hole right outside the media center? What's one. that tee? Is that one? There's one and then nine sort of down there. The dog leg right is one? One, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was on one, and my in- my initial instinct was... It looked like the club was swinging her because the club's yeah. so big in yeah. her hands and she's so tiny. Yeah. I went, and it's moved. The club's moving. It's moving. At and I'm like, pace, the club yeah. looked though like it was swinging on its like moving her. She's kind of holding on for dear life yeah. through impact. You, you don't get uh, you get a feel for how, yeah. how actually brilliant the story is when you see her in person. She, we were noticing too, Adam and I on a couple shots. You know, she doesn't have she doesn't have the ability to hit the high shot because she's coming in with a lot. Uh, longer clubs and stuff, right. so that she's not getting the the stop on the greens. A lot of right. so a lot of times she was hitting it really good at the flag, but rolling through sure. the greens and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, little things like that make a big difference. Also, you know, she can't take the lines that some of the right. other girls take because she mm-hmm. doesn't hit it far. Also, enough. little things that are going to change in the next twenty four months dramatically when she's fourteen and probably might be six inches taller. She already grew. Yeah, her coach was saying she yeah. grew three to four inches in the last year. So. There you go. So here we go. She's sprouting. So, have you had a chance at all to watch any of the tour? Yeah, I watched. I yeah. I've seen highlights and and um, I've watched a fair amount. Um, and it's sort of you know coming in this format was a big 
yeah, talking point, and I think the tour's got exactly what they want now. They have four guys within mm-hmm. two shots of the lead, and you know, a chance to win fifteen million dollars. What I'm curious to see is these guys play for millions of dollars every week, but never for fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. What What are the nerves? Is that the reason like? why Kepka is deemed this worthy? Like you know, I, I don't, there or, he is. or his body issue, uh, body issue images are out. I don't know if, if that's a weight off your shoulders I, or something. But I I look at it this way. I, I've spoken to a lot of people this week, uh, and a lot of them are firing me notes and or giving me a bit they their initial instinct on thursday was this is stupid none of this makes sense this is stupid why is this person starting to tend to da, da, da. Uh, to go back to what i said almost two hours ago bob at the top of the show i was like i think once we get to sunday and people kind of engage with the last two and a half hours of what's happening at east lake and they see kepka rory thompson and, and what looks and appears to be a regular leaderboard Memories of how we started this thing will be long sure. gone. And I think people will be like, wow, we got two or three of the biggest names in the entire sport playing for $15 million, and I know exactly what's going on. I think the tour, to your point, Scully, has gotten exactly what they wanted. Exactly, because it's now you can understand what's going on. You don't have to look at the Steve Sands and the whiteboard. You don't have to. Yeah. Well, I'll miss Steve things. Sands and his whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh-huh. true. But you're right. It's, and I think when you get down to the, the final strokes, if there's, I, I would love to see a playoff. Because it's a, basically a ten million dollar difference, yeah. right, between yeah, first, first and second. second. Yeah, let's, that's let's unbelievable. Pull that up. So right I mean, now. it's just uh, I think if you came down there with uh, two guys going at it, let's say it's Brooks and Rory, man, I would, I would eat that up. Well, fifteen million guys to the winner. Yeah, uh, five million, ten million on the button. The second place that is a big difference in a playoff. That'd be so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's keep our well, fingers and, and even like looking back to last year's tour championship, and yes, Tiger Woods won the tour championship, and he had a chance to win the FedEx Cup. But but Justin Rose, you know, two putted from thirty feet and fist pumped when he came, like tied for seventh, but won the FedEx Cup anyway. It was you know very confusing, but this sort of ends that confusion. It's going to be a great finish. Yeah, I think so. Any predictions? We like uh, Kepka's got the lead, about thirty six to go. You know, the last time Kepka and McElroy played together, you know, they will play together um, later today. Rory sort of faltered, so I'm curious how Rory handles the weekend. But it's it's hard not to bet against Kepka for sure. Bob, I'm going to go Rory. I just think uh, I think it'll be kind of a cool end to his season, but um, we'll see. I think Kepka might be, um, you know, might be showing too much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm good going, one, Randy. I'm going good off fun. the board. I'm going off the board on this one. Watch out for Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Impressive history at East yeah. Lake. Open with uh, 64. I think he might have another low one in him coming, and it might come today. So watch out for Xander Shoffley. He could spoil the party, he so could. to speak, very well, much. Well, and you guys mentioned this a little earlier as well with Kepka and his body issue images being released, and of course, Mark, you saw your, your, yours yes. were released. Brilliant. What, what, was, what's been the fanfare? What's the fanfare been like since the paparazzi request? I just get, I'm getting, my phone's lit up. We want more. We just, they wow. want more. It isn't okay. enough. Not in here. Okay. We want less. <laughs> we want less. Golf talk after hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, we I might... didn't know you had a GTC logo, though, uh, or tattoo on your butt. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you see what's on the other cheek? Don't you see what's on the other cheek? All right. On the other side, guys, leaderboards. We've got Corn Ferry Tour Championship, CP Women's Open, Boeing Classic, European Tour. Uh, there is a lot of golf going on in the world of golf. We'll get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. 
This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wind up the show with some leaderboard updates from the world of golf. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906, the home of golf in Durham. Curling registration now open. To find out about winter programs or fall golf incentives, visit oshawagolf.com. Tradition, community, golf. Bob, what is happening on the European Tour? Euro Tour, here we go, baby. It's the uh, Scandinavian Invitation, and they are going low. Matthew Fitzpatrick has the lead. He's at 12-under. Uh, but listen to some of the guys who have finished their rounds today. Here are the scores. 62, 63, 64, 63, 64, 64, 63, 64. Uh, that's just the top 20. <laughs> Austin, wow. Austin Connolly, uh, Canadian, had a nice round. He shot 64. He's currently tied for 19th. Matthew Fitzpatrick leads at 12 under. Ashin Wu from uh, China is at 11. There's a four-way tie for third, including Jamie Donaldson, is a guy you might remember. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Levy from France is one shot back of that. And on the Corn Ferry? I said, you said Corn Ferry, didn't you, you? Or who's got Corn Ferry? I got Corn Ferry. You have Corn Ryan Ferry. Ryan Bram, 12, <laughs> 12 under par through the, the first two rounds. He has a one-shot lead over Charlie Saxon, Tyler Duncan, Zach Blair, and here's a blast that I've guy's name I sort of forgotten about, Grayson Murray, uh-huh. also ah, yes, at 10 yes. under par. The outspoken Grayson Murray. Top Canadian, Michael Gligic, our friend here who we uh, just heard from, is uh, tied for 23rd. Also making the cut, David Hearn. He is tied for 46th. And Adam Svensson is T-59. Unfortunately, Ben Silverman uh, had to withdraw. Oh, geez. Not the right, not good uh, timing for Ben on that one. Uh, Skulls, what do you got? Yeah, CP Women's Open, Nicole Brock Larson, your leader, uh, by one shot over Ginny Co. of course, Brooke Henderson. Uh, three shots off the pace. She tees off at 105 Eastern this afternoon. Rounds of 66-69, one bogey, 36 holes. Look out for Brooke. As well, EC Tangay, the other Canadians make the cut. She tees off at 10.15 a.m. Eastern time, rounds of 66-74. On to the PGA Tour Champions Boeing Classic, Fred Funk. 64 in round one, 8 under 64. Fred Couples coming off a runner-up. Last week, he is one shot off the pace. Home game for him. Home game for him. And Stephen Ames, uh, 2 under 70 in round one. At the Tour Championship, golf's ultimate prize, the big finale of the FedEx Cup, Brooks Kepka, your leader. One shot lead over Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy at 12 under par. Xander Shoffley at 11 under. Paul Casey rounding out the top five at 9 under par. Corey Connors in a T15 position, the lone Canadian in the top 30. He's at two under par, of course, 36 holes to go at Eastlake. And with 10 events left in the regular season on the European Tour as they have the race to Dubai, Shane Lowry is still your leader in the race to Dubai over uh, Bern Wiesberger, which I had uh, well done the other day with some uh, <laughs> lovely Gouda on it. It was unbelievable, really tasty. And John Rahm holding on to that third spot spot in the race to Dubai, but a long way to go uh, in the playoff season, or before we get to the playoff season at the end of the calendar year with the European Tour. Okay. We waited two hours. Why? If anyone was listening this morning, they were listening for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> Forget Henderson, Kepka nude. They want to know, last Sunday, the year's major at Weston, the father's son. Yes. For the 40-something of time, my dad and I went out. My dad is 87. 
Still hits it. He has not missed a fairway since 1994. It's Oof, at 187, impressive. straight down the middle. So we came in with a pretty good number. I think we were a 24 handicap because he's uh, well up there with his handicap. He gets to play from the green tees, which Lovely. is pretty good. Yep. So we started off on fire, on fuego. Our front nine uh, included a birdie, which is pretty good, Ooh. and on the tough eighth hole. Ooh. And the we came with a net thirty on the front side. Oh, wow! So we fifty nine we watches on. We know we in were position. Rolling. We knew we were rolling. Right. Came through, did well. Got to through the first uh, to the fifteenth. Then we got stood on the tee of the sixteenth. And the it's a downhill par five, right? Yep. Dog leg sun, Suns hit the drive. Now you got to remember on the first tee, my dad said to me. Your name is in the will, but it's only in pencil. <laughs> so right. the pressure was on, and I right. was handling it pretty well. Right. Then we got there. I hit a drive just in the left rough. He hit a nice little uh, seven iron out to left me about 170. Uphill approach. Where, yeah, and that's where the trouble began. Oh, Bob. I hit the cold top. <gasps> oh, Bob. Oh, no. My dad hit a chunk into the bunker. Oh. I hit it out of the bunker into the next bunker. Oh. <sighs> he hit it just into the fringe in the front of the green. I hit it way over the back. Back part of the green on the green. Anyway, we walked off with a ten. Oh. A ten, and we came runner up. We finished oh. second by what? By how many shots? By uh, by a couple. By more than we had. Uh, by th- two and a half, I guess, in the net. Oh, so, anyway, come on! It was wow. a good chance. How, a good, what happened good on seventeen on eighteen? Did you get it? Get uh, we went par- a bogey, double bogey on eighteen. So, so the wheels oh, just came off yeah. for the last yeah. three. It was just terrible. So, so basically, standing on the sixteenth tee. Yeah. yeah, it was it was you ha- it was it was, ours. It was, it was it in was the ours. bag. And unfortunately, well, the good news is that I'm still in the will because oh, we came right. second and we we won a prize. So Jeez. we get to the prize table, I seem to be able to stay in the will. Well, I'm going to say right now, your your father's a saint for allowing yeah. the second place for you to stay. Yeah. Now, of of course, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the <laughs> yes. closet. Were there matching outfits? We did. Okay. We took a okay. page from the Scully team Scully okay. and we had plus uh, matching outfits. Okay. We didn't have plus fours, okay. but we managed They went to with the body nude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pantless. So we just pantless. pantless. Take a little bit of edge on the opponents right. there. Oh, oh you, you. Really, you guys look a lot like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. that is good. Wow. That is some good stuff. And there. now, Mark, we're what, 48 hours away? Yeah. I'm at, I'm, yeah. My phone's lighting up with the boys on the trip yeah. with me, and everybody's set to go. Yep. And we got, everybody's packed already, which tells you how excited they are when you're packed two days out. Right? And, and now, so there are, are there eight of you? There's eight of us? So it, is there a game? Like, is there? We're not a, not, we're, yeah. We decided not to do a, a week long game, yeah. but we're going to do a game every day. So we got uh, we'll draw for partners the night before. Yeah. When the festivities are taped. Right. So that every day we'll draw for partners. So we're doing a, a, a net aggregate partner one day, a net best ball the 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 next day, and then singles. And we're doing the same Ooh. thing three days in a nice. row. So we go wow. net best ball, sorry, net aggr- aggregate team, net best ball team, and then net uh, singles. So we'll have some fun. Amazing. Okay. The road is awesome. Yeah, let's we're hear going it. Uh, Ardglass yep. is our first uh, first course, which is the oldest clubhouse in the world wow. at Ardglass. And uh, many suggest the greatest opening tee shot in any golf course in the world is it climbs up about 10 stories from the ocean on the cliff, wow. slight dog leg to the left. Uh, we follow that up uh, the following day with Royal County Down. And then we follow up Royal County Down the next day with Royal County Down. Back-to-back days. Why Ooh. not with the uh, number one golf course in the world, yeah. according to multiple publications? Why not play it twice? Sure. Uh, and then we make our way north, and we play Port Stewart, 
Yes. Which, uh, front nine is uh, front nine at Port Stewart's is nine of the best golf holes in the world. Mm-hmm. Then we play Castle Rock, which I've never played before. Hear great things. Apparently, they're yeah. in line for an Irish Open next year or the following year. The Soon. Irish Open coming yeah, up to yeah. Castle Rock. And our final course, our last course, is the uh, Royal Port Rush. Just hosted the Amazing. Open Championship. That Amazing. is our that is our final course. Yeah. And yeah. there you yeah. go. And then we make our way back to Dublin for one day of. Uh, Shenanigans Ooh. and then fly home the Guinness following tour. Day. Yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're Temple Bar. We're yeah. in. Uh, yeah, we're just off Temple Bar where we're staying. We're in. Uh, oh, the name escapes me. Basically, they're Yorkville. I heard the uh, I heard the Guinness tour is not all that great because they rush you through. You only when you get finished. You um, get... Unless you get stroke. Yeah, yeah. Okay. True. Tourism Ireland obviously would take care of that would be good. Any yes. of us. They set me up with Mrs. Golf Talk Canada last September right. on her yeah, birthday trip. Yeah, yeah. I had a private tour. It was like was four or five hours. How many how many Guinnesses did you get? That's the tour part. Well, I had to I drink like. Heather's too. Yeah. She doesn't oh. drink Guinness. So I had to drink my Guinness, her Guinness. I had a great time. I loved it. But again, I've I've never done the non VIP version right. of it. I tell you what, the bar at the top. I was just going to mention is that. unreal. That bar, just yep. that alone, go up there and have a couple of Guinness in the Guinness factory with a 360 degree yep. view of Dublin is pretty awesome. And they have good oysters up there as well. Just ah, so you know. there you go. Yes, we had oysters. I up did there. not. I did yes. not know that. Ooh, and you can pour your own pint of Guinness, which is. Uh, I think that was. Fun. I think yes. maybe I've received bad information on this yes. tour. I think, I think you need to myself. get over there. Yep. And do a holiday. Sounds like a GTC vacation. Maybe I we go so, again. Yeah. Maybe we just go. I'll go. I'm doing nothing the week I get home. I turn around. Meet me there. I will come up. You guys fly in. I'll pick you up in Dublin. We'll go. Uh, All right. I'm going to see you, gents, uh, up at Magna. Yeah, I can't wait. Today, Uh, I will come and find you. Uh, Predictions. Any thoughts? I thought, you know, Brooke, three back, is in a lovely position to lay some heat. I'd love to see her at least figure out today how to get herself into the final group tomorrow. That would be fun. I'll tell you, I would love to see her and Jin Young Ko in the last group. Jin Young Ko is the number one ranked player in the world right now. She's won three times already, and she works with Gara. Pal Gareth for Flusky. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that as appearing in the final. That would be mon- woman-o a woman-o. And that would be great great for this event. Yes. Great uh, for the CP Women's Open, just the attention it would garner to get that final pair. That'd be fun, and hopefully Brooke can get it done. And a, a big weekend for AC Tangay for her status, too, on the LPGA yeah. Tour as well. Yes, I should say that she uh, did make the cut yeah. and uh, is in a T25 position after rounds of 66 and, and 74, and will go off uh, momentarily at 10.15 a.m. So, great week guys i will find you up there i know you guys you guys are you guys are efforting i'm up there just just enjoying the afternoon so (laughs) i'll be thinking about when i'm having maybe uh a margarita Uh, or something i'll be thinking of you gentlemen as i'm waving as as yes i'll come by and and watch uh, some of the hits and i'll with a cocktail as as jamie riddle says just look for the tall guy in the crowd and you'll you'll Uh, yes that's it it's like the bat signal (laughs) for the back of adam's head Bob, thank you. Adam, thank, thank you. you. See you guys in a couple yes, hours. Sir. Uh, Golf Talk Canada Television, eh, we're done for the year on the regular 60-minute special starting in September, running through to Christmas. We will let you know about that moving forward. And, of course, Golf Talk Canada Radio going nowhere. We will stay here throughout the season. But there is some uh, an, uh, news and announcements coming up in the next few weeks. We'll keep you on top of that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the CP Women's Open. Enjoy the $15 million check handed out on Sunday night. And remember, first good decision in the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Woo! 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.